Good morning, everybody. Just a quick thought on the perasha. So the perasha of Tetzaveh is the is really the only perasha. I think Nitzavim also, but Nitzavim we always read with Vayaleh. Well, often we almost always read that we don't mention Moshe's name since Moshe's birth in the beginning of Shemot through the rest of the Torah. Every week we have Moshe's name. This this week's perasha instead of Hashem saying. Like normally, by Daber Hashem El Moshe, by Yomer Hashem El Moshe, even with the, the idea of of, of Sav, uh, we we would say Hashem is commanding. Here we have Veata Titzaveh, and you should command. And there are a number of the uh, Fashim that ask the question: Why is Moshe's name not in this perasha? So we have a number of a number of possibilities. One we could say is we're giving honor to Aaron. Because this perasha is where Aaron is introduced as the Kohen Gadol. And Moshe is, doesn't want to take the honor. He makes sure that his brother has all the honor in this week's perasha. But one of the reasons the rabbis say is because in next week's perasha, Moshe Rabbeinu, when Hashem is going to say in Kitisa that uh, he's going to destroy the Jewish people, and Moshe, you should step away. I'm going to make a new people just from you. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no, no good. If you're going to do that, Wipe me out from your book means take me away from all existence. Moshe Rabbeinu opened his mouth and he says, Wipe me from your book. Erase me from your book. The rabbis tell us that a person has to be very careful because we have to know, The Gemara says a number of times. Don't open your mouth to Satan. What does that mean? It means when we say things with our mouth, our words could create a reality. The reality that our words create comes fulfilled even when it's not our intent that it's going to fulfill the words those words are going to fulfill. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, Mechinina, erase me from your book. And in the end, Hashem has to fulfill His words even when His intent is not. Mechinina, it's only if you're not going to forgive the people. Hashem says He's going to forgive the people. We see the same thing in this, in this reality of, of, uh, of our words with Yaakov Avinu. We saw... With Yaakov Avinu, when Laban says, Who stole my terafim? Who sold my little idols? And what happens? Yaakov says, The person who stole the idols, that person's gonna, gonna die. What happens? It turns out that his wife, he didn't realize, took them. And because he said those words. We also see Yehuda. When Yehuda tells his father that he's gonna make sure to bring back Benjamin, he says, I'm gonna lose my place in this world and in the. In the future world, if I, if I don't bring him back. The rabbis say that Yehuda, his neshama, could not enter into Gan Eden for 250 years till Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded to get him through because he had opened his mouth. So the rabbis tell us, be very careful. We have to always be very careful, especially when we say things to our kids. I always see, often see, I see people tell their kids, I'm going to kill you. You know? And it's a very bad thing when you say, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. Because... Again, you're opening your mouth and saying bad things. But also, when parents don't realize how powerful their words are when they say, or teachers don't realize how powerful their words are when they say things to kids that affect them the rest of their lives. A teacher could tell a kid in second grade he's stupid. The kid's never going to forget that. And and in, in some way, it manifests itself into a reality that the kid either has to battle his whole life or he accepts that that's reality. We also have the power to bless.
So maybe it's going to work when you say it, if you, as you, if you say it with the right intent. <laughs> Got to work on it harder. You know, it's interesting, like the Titanic, they said the Titanic was uh, the boat that was never going to sink, the unsinkable boat, and the maiden voyage, the Titanic sinks. So it says the person always has to be very careful. But I was looking at something in the Gemara this morning. The Gemara in Gitin, on page 18, um, so it says there, it, it references the idea that a person has to be very careful very careful with with what they're saying or what they say to do. Now, the 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 that what it's bringing up is it's bringing up here regarding Altif Tachpela Satan. It's bringing up a question about if a person should say that they're going to give a a, a, a divorce to their wife Almenat on condition on condition of what on condition that they die in the war. The Gemara says that's a problem because once they're opening their mouth, they're doing that. This is they're opening their mouth to, to that. So what does it say? It says that instead of doing that, they should first have a stipulation of I live. I live is the first stipulation, and then the second stipulation is the other. So they're starting with the I live before they do the other one. So. With the they give a they give a get out tonight. That's the whole idea with David HaMelech, with, uh, with Uriah. With Uriah. So he said, no, but he's saying that when you're writing this out, you're not only writing out the first line, if a person dies. If I live, I'm coming back. If I, boom, then you go. So the question came down by Sefer Hayanefesh about if taking out a life insurance policy is considered, uh, is considered opening your mouth to the Satan. So he answers, it's not, based on a response of the Chem Shlomo, who states that since it is to bring about a benefit supporting his wife and children, it's not considered altif tachpeh. He also quotes a response of the Rivash, who uses a similar rationale. But when we're talking about the topic insurance, there's a famous teshuvah of Rav Moshe. So he says he rules that life insurance, so the question is, if a person takes out life insurance, they ask Rav Moshe Feinstein, is that a lack of faith in God? That God's supposed to take care of everything. I have bitachon, God's going to take care of everything. So he says, he, says, he, says that, he says that it's not a lack of faith. And it's said in the name of Rabbi Yechezkel Shrager Halberstam, that in contrary, life insurance is a sigula for long life. It says, Why? Since the financiers of life insurance companies are clearly wealthy and successful, they must have mazal in regard to maintaining their fortune. Therefore, this should increase the likelihood of continuing to live. It's kind of like the adage of taking an umbrella so that it won't rain. He says, because the life insurance company doesn't want you to die, he says, that'll keep a person alive. The Chavetz, that's, remember, this is 18, whatever. <laughs> the Chavetz Chaim was not a fan of insurance. He believed that everyone has to trust solely in Hashem. There's a story brought down in his biography written by his son, Aryeh Leb, that speaks to the issue and to the generational differences between them. Once there was a terrible fire that burned down half the town. But miraculously, the fire stopped before it got to the home of the Chavetz Chaim. Their home became a refugee center to the extent that they were even recognized and honored by the secular municipality. A year and a half later, the other half of the town burned down. This time, the Chavetz Chaim's house was included. The Chavetz Chaim felt that it was the kindness of Hashem who delayed the catastrophe 
by breaking it into two separate events that took place over two years. He says, now this is where the story gets interesting. After the first fire, his son wanted to buy fire insurance. The Chafetz Chaim was against the idea, considering it a lack of faith. However, what did his son do? Secretly, he bought the insurance. Ultimately, he saved the day that they were able to rebuild the home. In fact, while rebuilding, they also put down a wood floor instead of the dirt floor that was there to please the Rebetzin. His son writes that this was also something that his father was against. He felt that now that we have a wood floor, we're going to have to spend more time and money maintaining it. It's just unbelievable. This is the Chafetz Chaim, and we were talking about the Mishnah Berurah yesterday. It says, more possessions, he says, is more worries. But they did buy the insurance, they did get a wood floor, and so we see the difference between generations in terms of bitachon and observance. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen. We haven't had a fire.